0: You are now listening to the Paper Cuts comic podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Mutch. For the comic podcast with the most
1: personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you,
2: Dan.
0: Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts podcast, issue 86. I am your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this week are Mr. Matthew Mutch.
2: If it gets any hotter, I'm going to 86 myself. (laughs) And Mr.
0: Dean DeFalco. Mole people. Mole people, indeed. It was a hell of a week for comics this week. DC Rebirth, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Scooby Apocalypse. There's a lot to talk about. We are going to spoil the book, so if you haven't read your books this week, please go do so now. Welcome back. Um, And also, we're going to curse. So, there you go. There's Yeah, man.
2: Mole people, (laughs) mole problems. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mole people well there's the episode yeah. title right away well done matt um oh that's wow cool forty nine seconds into the show and uh and we're good so let's uh let's start with the big biggie this week the big biggie ford was d c universe rebirth number one, written by uh jeff johns, art by uh Gary frank, mostly with ethan van skyver uh who drew me a dope ass sleepwalker at uh at our Jersey Comic Con, um, what was that? Two years Garden ago now. State Comic Garden Fest. State Comic, well, Garden State Comic Fest, yeah. New Jersey um, What the fuck is wrong? I know, man? I don't fucking know what I'm doing. It's all right. I I'm barely into this beer too. It's hot. At a Garden State Comic Fest, he uh, drew me a really dope Sleepwalker, and he's now my new favorite. Uh, but he did a little bit, and Ivan Rice, I think, also did a little bit in this book. But it was mostly Gary Frank, and uh, oh, wow, so. I haven't been reading much DC stuff lately. And even the stuff that we have read, like we read Aquaman a little bit ago, I've been reading uh, the Batgirl book and the Black Canary book, which have nothing to do with what's going on currently. Um, this is a heavy issue. Let's, right? just, let's so, just be real. It's like real. 80 pages. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 80 pages.
1: L- all right, listen. When, when, when bad things happen... And DC needs a like, hail and mary. They, they they play they pray, to the patron saint, Jeff Johns, and uh, it's
0: really good. Yeah,
1: the, the the Lord has giveth us uh, a great book in uh oh. in rebirth. And yeah, I mean this was a fucking tearjerker, man. Like,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> oh like well like Jeff Johns' run on the Flash is the stuff of legend, right? I mean like it, it's what.
1: Stuff a legend. That's also a book. Dan. Oh no, no, is <laughs> oh. it? Oh,
0: fuck that book. Um, I don't even know it. No, his uh, his Flash run is uh, th- th- amazing. I mean, he he single handedly like revitalized that character and made him one of the most important people in the DC universe. And this book, uh, Rebirth, is really just a Flash story, uh, much in the same way that Flashpoint was a Flash story. But this book really seemed to be an apology. Uh, for Flashpoint, of like, sorry, we erased all your shit. Um, we're gonna put it back now, though. I mean, that's that's really kind of like the crux of the eighty pages, right? I mean. Oh
1: yeah, more or less. They're they're saying that you know um, Barry kind of fucked things up, and Wally needs to kind of make it right to an extent because he's the only one that can. Because when Barry re-majiggered everything, uh, <laughs> it wiped Wally out of fucking existence. <laughs>
0: Well, but that's the uh, the big spoilers uh, here in this book is that uh, see, Flashpoint was Barry Allen going back in time to prevent the murder of his mother, and when he did that, the world uh, went all fucking pear shaped, and that's when we had the Flashpoint stuff with uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman fighting like a giant war between uh, the Amazons and Atlantis, There's and the
1: lead into the new fifty two.
0: Yeah, the the lead into the new 52, Thomas Wayne was Batman because Bruce Wayne had been killed. Um but when they eventually Barry and Wally went back to stop Barry from altering history, the big reveal here in Rebirth is that as the world or as the universe was putting itself back together, the reason the new 52 happened is because someone decided that they were going to fuck with time yet again. And the, the rather heavy-handed reveal seems to be the comedian from Watchmen. Dude, I, um,
1: l- listen that w- that was a sick fucking reveal. Like at, at at the end of that, I was like, wait for real? We're we're bringing in the <laughs> Watchmen into this? This is this is it, getting fucking serious.
0: Apparently, we are because as as the book goes through, and there's a lot of. I mean, we're not going to spend too much time on it because look, everybody's going to buy this book. You know what I mean? It's it's a huge. It's a huge thing for, for comics right now. Um, but as, as we go through the story, uh, the Batman of this universe is, you know, the world's greatest detective and all that. And uh, Wally West is trying to get back to him. He keeps saying, you know, look at the letter from your father and, and whatnot. And he appears to, to smash the glass case that the letter is in. And behind it, he sees the comedian's uh, smiley face with the, the blood stain on it. And apparently we're bringing Watchmen into the DC universe proper. And that is either going to really excite people or really piss people off. Both, it seems. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Like, I have gone on record as saying that I don't like Watchmen. I don't think it is very good. I understand why people herald it as the greatest thing of all time. Like, I I do get it. It's just not for me. I... I just didn't care for it all that much. But I know how people feel about that property and bringing it into the regular DC universe is a bold move. And it somewhat smacks of desperation, I feel. But so did...
1: Desperate measures, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, so did the before Watchmen stuff. That was really polarizing to a lot of people as well. Um, Ended up not being a huge deal, but but for this, I mean the the hand that is going through time was a gloved hand that seemed to be well. It wasn't fingerless gloves, so I guess it wasn't the comedian. And Doctor Manhattan would be too much of it's a, blue. yeah, it'd just be blue. I mean, like I I, I, I don't know. It
1: was it was blue energy all around him. So I mean, uh, that's what it, the
2: internet, that's what the internet has been saying. I
1: would I would think it's Manhattan. Is that it's
0: Doctor Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that That, would be, yeah. that
1: especially because it takes place on like the last few. Things are on another planet.
0: I don't know. That just seems too
2: easy. It's all red. It's Mars, right? Hmm.
1: I, I mean, it was, is for, Mars. For me, that that was logical because he's he's a um a, a big entity. He he's bigger than human, you know. So he he, if anyone could do it, he could be the person to do that. There aren't many characters in the Watchmen universe that are like him. Maybe no. Sir,
0: so, I mean, certainly not.
1: I, I would say but, maybe like Azimandius if they brought him back, but I. But,
0: but he was never. I mean that. he's not super that human, powerful of like, a character. He, yeah.
1: But he was smart, and like if if anyone could think of a way, maybe him. But Doctor Manhattan would be the the logical and easy choice.
0: I don't know. I I'm certainly curious. Um, what this book did not do for me, anyway, was there was nothing in this book that made me want to read the regular DC universe again. Um, I I will know, you just con- want to
2: read Rebirth.
0: Yeah, like I will continue to read the, the big event books that DC puts out, even though, you know, the last one uh, did nearly kill me. But I will continue <laughs> to read those because, honestly, what DC has set up over the last number of years really seems to be a universe where I only have to read the big stuff. And the rest of it doesn't really make much of a difference in between the two. And I, I don't think this did anything to change that for me personally. Well, I, there's I, there's I, a couple books that I'm kind of excited about. um, You know, like the new Teen Titans with Damian Wayne. Like, I'm kind of excited about that book. And the new Batman book I'll read, certainly. And, you know, whatever Scott Snyder ends up doing with uh, John Romita Jr., I'll i I'll be into that. So but you're in. You're in. I, I'm, I'm into a point, but I'm no more in than I was before. You know, I'll I'll continue to read the, the the couple of big books, I suppose. And, you know, if if they end up doing weird or interesting stuff like they did with Black Canary or with Batgirl or the Doctor um the Doctor Fate book was cool. If they do interesting stuff like that, I'll certainly be into it. But I don't know. I I saw an interview with Jeff Johns that said this is gonna take a couple years to pay off. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Was there was there enough here to be like, I'm into DC now.
1: Well, I have always been into DC. It's just been a point of they needed to to fix what they did because I, I think their problem was they got really ambitious and then when they found out some of the books weren't working, instead of trying to reinvigorate the characters and maybe trying to reimagine them because they were some of them were only ten issues in, they just nixed the properties and yeah, they were trying to to. Do other things like Dial H could have been a good book.
0: I oh, fucking love Dial H. Savage. Dial H was amazing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Savage Hawkman could have been a good book. The problem was. That, <laughs> they put Rob Liefeld on yeah, it. You know, like, <laughs> the, the thing is, you don't just dump the properties because they're not bad characters. What you got is bad writers sometimes. And you could always get a new writer to save the character. But no, instead, you know, they, they kept going. They came up with, what, like, the Green Team or something? The fucking Millionaire Kids or whatever? That was fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. man,
0: that was dumb. Yeah, that That book was weird. Dumb and...
1: things like that. I mean, you know, they, they let... Vibe, I mean, I give them credit for trying. You, I do. Yeah, and, you know, they, they let Vibe fall through the cracks. And the thing is, he's playing such a big uh, point in the Flash uh, uh, TV show that... Th- that should be a book you're focusing on. Just like, yeah. you know, all the stuff from Marvel has a lot to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. Even though you're not seeing uh, the main characters from the TV show, you're still seeing a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff going on because people are like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D., I see the show. That makes sense to me. I can relate to that. They're, DC's not doing that. They're not using any of the properties that make sense. So I feel like with maybe this reset, they're going to try and reshuffle their house around to, you know, try and make things right again because we did see a lot of good characters in the books we saw we saw Constantine we saw Swamp Thing we saw Arrow Black Canary uh and Dr. Fate Dr. Fate um you know it, and they were they were pointing out things that weren't in the new 52 universe that maybe they're trying to hint at bringing back like Ollie and Dina Lance's relationship is non-existent in the New Fifty Two, but now there's hinting at, well, maybe that should be a thing again. Um, what is the, the thing with swamp thing was that he wants his, his sort of girlfriend back. And the only way he could do that is if Constantine gets involved. So that's another thing, uh, th- things like that need to come back to kind of, uh, fix the universe. And, uh, yeah, I if if you got to end the universe or reimagine it to do it fine. Like get rid of the shit properties and bring back the good ones. <laughs> and like I said, if if this is what needs to happen so be it. It was a this was a good book and I feel like they're on the right track. Um Yeah, I
0: I I really did like it. Like this is this is the most enjoyable uh, DC thing that I've read in quite some time. I I did not care for Flashpoint at all. Flashpoint is um, a, a
1: little like haphazard the way they. Uh, I they,
0: they yeah I I did not like it. I didn't think the tie-ins were interesting. Um, mostly because, unfortunately, like with a lot of stuff, it was it was like okay, I'm going to read this, but I know you're going to put these toys back in the toy box in like six weeks. Like this isn't even going to last long at all so I'm not gonna get invested in your story because ultimately I know and look its comic books like we're gonna read we're gonna talk about Captain America here in a couple minutes but like Captain America Civil War came out in the theaters and in the comic book Steve Rogers was an old man and oh look lo and behold he's back to being Chris Evans again like I know that's going to happen But there were a few years where Captain America was an old man, like the last year and a half at least, right? Yeah. So, you know, when reading Flashpoint, there just, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of investment in that. This, however, looks like it's going to be a lasting uh, thread through the rest of the universe. And it was, I mean, Gary Frank's artwork, I fucking love Gary Frank to pieces that Dude is fucking amazing. I would watch him draw the phone book. I would read that. Um, <laughs> and Jeff Johns is—I mean, Jeff Johns is just an yeah, incredible he doesn't, writer. Yeah, he I doesn't mean, write a
1: bad book, that guy. He doesn't
0: write bad books. He really doesn't. You know, I—I think very
1: that, lucky to have him on their like payroll
0: for. They know, really are. Yeah. They really are. The biggest crime I think in the world is that we never got a Jeff Johns X Men book. Like he did the Avengers for a little bit. And he was doing a really cool Avengers story and then he signed back exclusive with D C and that's been it. And you know, now he's such such a high up at D C that he is never gonna write for Marvel. And the fact that there has never been a Jeff Johns X Men run, I think is a fucking crime.
1: I mean fuck, we probably may never see the X Men again.
0: (laughs) you know but oh, but that yeah, being no, said no, no. i, yeah, I understand great book yeah, um, this was a great book
1: what was cool was the uh, the the superman thing that was going on where you know you got the the superman we've been watching which his quotes dead right now and then all of a sudden uh-huh. this fucking other superman shows up which is the superman that i remember from you know the 90s this big you know kind of lumberjack looking dude I mean fucking the guy was even wearing uh, flannel and yeah. uh,
0: big well, handsome motherfucker yeah. just and, and you know, you know.
1: I, I don't hate that Superman like I like that Superman because th- he, he's fucking Superman like he, Superman's not supposed to be skinny he's a big motherfucker and uh, like this when they hinted at him getting thrown back into everything uh, especially in the uh, the previews in the end I like that. Uh, I I feel like that's a thing that should be there because then on one of the other previews, which is I think Action Comics, where they're picking up where they left off, you got Lex Luthor who's mm-hmm. going to be Superman, and that uh-huh. that hurts my head. So
0: I what?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll read Superman and Son number one rather than reading Action Comics because yeah, th- uh, that makes more sense to me. And also they hinted at something more going on that. Uh, this new Superman wasn't what he seemed, and that uh, our the old Superman it plays a bigger part in this galaxy, or anyway, Mr. Oz was hinting at.
2: Don't forget the Chinese Superman.
1: There's a Chinese. Wait, yeah, he's, yeah part of, an...
2: he's part of Rebirth. Yeah. Did I miss that? No, he wasn't <laughs> in the issue.
1: Oh, okay, because. You know, yeah. You got. Uh, Alright, so, real quick. Fucking. When. I thought Wally was gone. Like, I thought it was over. And, it's never over. Well, th- that's the thing. Like, you know, he's like, I'm happy. You know, it's 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 done. I did what I had to. And then Barry fucking grabs him and says, Wally. And I, like, I welled up a little bit, man. I was uh-huh. like, oh, my God. That, this is fucking great. And, yeah,
2: even I felt that. Yeah, like. It...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I am a heartless prick.
2: Like, well, I am a heartless prick, but I just meant I'm really not a DC person hardly at all.
0: Right. I'm with you, Matt. I felt the same way. Like, I'm not a huge DC guy. And that moment between the two of them was awesome. It was so well done.
2: It's just a credit to, I guess, how well it was written because it could take even somebody who's not intrinsically familiar with the characters or let alone the events and still feel that this is a really big moment and uh, the emotion is conveyed.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he spent, it had to be 40 pages setting you up for this. You know, he went through how Wally got his powers, how he met Barry, how he found out Barry was the Flash, how, you know, we found out that Barry wanted him to get these powers so bad that he subconsciously made it happen. Uh, you know, we, we went through the whole... Which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah we went through uh, Barry disappearing uh, and Wally taking over as the Flash, and then... Barry coming back, which was a big deal. And, you know, all those things just made it that much better when it finally clicked in Barry's head what happened uh, and everything came rushing back to him. And he grabbed Wally, and you could see, like, the angst and, like, anguish in his face as he yanked Wally back out of the Speed Force. Fuck, man. Uh, that was. I, that was good. I, yeah, it was good. It gave you the feels, man. And, I, you know, I I can't give Jeff Chubb enough praise because. Tell you what, when DC's hurting, he can always make a good book. You know, fucking Blackest Night, uh, the Aquaman run that he did, the Flash run. uh, He's the guy, man. Yeah, he he just, he does what he does well, and he's... I'm, I'm gonna stop because we'll, I'll, we'll I'll just take keep a minute for like four hours. But uh, let, let's go on to the next book. Buy this book, right, guys? Like, who, who are we
0: fucking? Oh, of course. Oh, me? yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, yeah. and that's what I said. You're gonna buy this book regardless of anybody's review. You're either into it or you're not. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing that's really gonna change your mind. So, uh, it's a buy it from all three of us without question. Um, just a really, really solid fucking book. So, uh, jumping from that, we're gonna jump to uh, Marvel's actual Batman, uh, which is Nighthawk. Nighthawk number one, written by David Walker with art by Ramona Villalobos, and man, man, like, is he a Batman? Holy shit, is he just he's just Black Batman in Chicago?
1: I I like the story a lot. Um
0: I love it. I thought this was a great book. Like I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was a great book. I thought it I uh, I thought it really touched on a lot of uh, setting it in Chicago there is so much going on in that city.
1: I made it very relatable.
0: It, it's a very relatable book. I mean, the the violence that takes place on the south side of Chicago on a daily basis is not a joke. Like, it is, it is for real scary shit that happens on the south side of Chicago. While on the north side of Chicago, it's the fucking greatest city you'll ever go to. Like, north side of Chicago is amazing. South side of Chicago is just... Gang warfare and drugs and violence, and there's a reason it got the nickname Shy Rack. You know, like, let's be honest. This book, though, takes, uh, takes a, a very violent uh, anti hero, a uh, vigilante, and puts him in that world. And uh, for, I, what I want to mention first is the art, Ramon Villalobos's artwork. It is a very rough art, but I think it fit this book, the tone of this book so well that I really loved it. He, he but... does
1: the gore and the violence very, very well. He yeah. What he didn't do well. Uh, and I, again, it's just his style. Like there's nothing he needs to mm-hmm. fix. That's just what he is. Um, a lot of the the smaller zoomed out shots, it almost looked like a cartoony, like an Archie uh, book. Mm-hmm. There, there was one where uh, the the real estate developer ha- had his uh, arm around, what uh, uh, the hell's his name, uh, Kane. And, yeah. uh, it, 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 it looked cartoony, like their expressions. And I think it's because he's very good at like these, these close up like detailed liney shots of like grittiness. And then when he zooms out, I don't think he knows how to compensate for that much. And, uh, just, it, it didn't, it didn't really click well, I guess. I, I mean, I, again, it's, it's nothing against him. That's just his style. So I, I can't condemn him for that, but it just, it was something that I, I didn't personally like.
0: Yeah and and I've seen that a lot I mean throughout Ramon Villalobos's career um he has been sort of that divisive figure of you either love this guy or just don't like it at all very very similar to a Frank quietly style artwork um I I think this guy does like what Frank quietly goes for a little bit better uh, that's that's really just you know a personal thing um he's done some some work uh, for Marvel before with like some uh, some x men stuff that he for extinction stuff that he's done before um he's done a lot of really good work i I like his stuff a lot and i like I said, I think for this book in particular, it fit very well because this is a violent book
1: oh it's incredibly violent like for for a superhero book i wasn't expecting this because i 've never really read Nighthawk, so like you know I, I opened the first few pages and it's like legs breaking, blood spurting out everywhere, and I'm like, "Fuck, this is this is crazy."
2: Guys being fed his own fingers, somebody else's oh, fingers, no. their fingers <laughs> yeah, being fingers. fed his
0: wife's fingers. Yeah, his wife's fingers. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> that was pretty I'm, rough. There I'm surprised it doesn't have a
2: a rating on it.
0: Yeah this this would definitely uh, this should definitely be rated a little bit uh, a little bit that,
2: higher. What does that you know? say about our society that this is not? Warning
0: labeled uh, this, it's definitely not for kids, man. Um, it's like a Max or a Knights, yeah, yeah, it really is. And, um, look, uh, let's be honest, this book has six or seven issues in it before it gets canceled. Uh, oh, yeah, probably
2: uh,
1: Marvel's got too many big things going on for this to become a forefront runner,
0: yeah, I, it's just not going to. And when it's this too, comes out,
2: it's yeah, too
0: bad, Batman. Oh, yeah, well, that's I, what Nighthawk that, is.
1: Well, yeah, and unfortunately, I think that's a problem with the character when it, you know, reflects something like that so dr- dramatically. Um, it, it's it's not going to work out.
0: Well, but that, I mean, that that was the whole point of the Squadron Supreme
2: They're when the they Justice were created.
0: League. They're the Justice League. Hyperion is Superman. Nighthawk is Batman. Um, the Ring is fucking Green Lantern. You know, like the... They are direct analogs to those characters,
1: but that's again that's why we don't see those characters that often. <laughs> yeah, because it it just it it doesn't stick. Uh, that's right. why we have the Avengers, uh, because right. They they are different than the Squadron Supreme, which is the
0: Justice League.
2: And even yeah. even together, I don't find the Squadron Supreme to be that
0: compelling since they were introduced. Right, and they never have been. They've never lasted for very long.
1: I I liked what they were doing, you know, kind of poising them as the these bad guy, well, not bad guys, but just these superheroes that were kind of fed up with sort of helping, you know, and with following these rules. They just wanted to do shit their own way, and uh, that was interesting what they were doing recently. But I it doesn't hold, you know, because people just have that stigma that it's like all oh, Marvel Justice League. You know why why do I want to read this?
0: Yeah, I think um I think when this is. It hits at six or seven issues, whatever it's going to be. I really honestly don't see it getting much past one or two story arcs. When this is put out in a trade, it'll be an awesome trade. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, my recommendation for this one uh, would be to wait for the trade.
1: Well, you know, the other thing is, uh, while this is a really, it's a different book, you know, you kind of have that, well, I guess he's not anymore, but you had that uh, character in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh And and obviously now it's not. It's it's gotten a little, uh, different. But when uh you had who who was doing that book uh originally when it first came out uh last year.
0: What Moon Knight. Yeah, Warren Ellis. Yeah, the Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey.
1: That was very Batman-esque because you had this millionaire who was trying to make things better by going out with high tech shit and fighting crime, and uh I this is like. Um. Nighthawk kind of taking that moniker and going further with it. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, I believe you're right, Dan. I don't think it's going to make the distance. But, you know, here's the hoping.
0: What about you, Matt? Wait for the trade or, or buy the single issues?
2: Uh, well, for me personally, it's, at best, it's wait for the trade because I wasn't really drawn into the story, and I really don't like this guy's art.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I—I I mean that's fair. You know, like I said, he, Bill Lobos gets that that knock against him. You know, every time a book is put out, it's you either like it or <laughs> ew. Just no. He's got a so, funny.
2: He's a funny style. Just briefly, it's the best I can come up with is that he's an excellent technical artist. Like he knows everything he has to draw. Uh-huh. It's just that. When he draws it all, it doesn't quite work. It looks weird somehow.
0: It, like, it is very I, weird.
2: Well, I've it, experienced it myself in drawing, like where you can duplicate each detail properly, but when it's a complete picture, you step back and you look at it and you say, this is horrible. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think it just goes down to his technique.
1: His line work is, is very detailed, but it almost looks shaky to an extent. Like mm-hmm. uh, how old school cartoons, like if you watch new stuff... Everything's really smooth, but if you watch something like, uh, it was obviously purposeful, but at Ed, Ed and Eddie, you can tell that each frame was drawn separately because the, uh, the, the lines move a little bit from yeah. frame to frame. It's kind of like that, I guess. Um,
0: so you're saying this is the home movies version? I was of gonna say home movies, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it's not quite home movies. It's, that was squiggle vision, it's, but
1: it's not that bad, but uh, you, you get what I'm trying to relay.
0: Yeah. So one pass and, uh, to wait for the trades yeah, that's, yeah, fair. I, I think that's fair i yeah. think for this book that's fair so uh let's uh let's stay with marvel and uh jump into captain America, steve rogers number one um okay um, man do we do we talk about anything other than the last page that all right yeah I, so uh, well
1: f- firstly i i've been hearing like this author's getting death threats
0: yeah apparently well, of course yes. he is of course people, because people are assholes and yeah, well, <laughs> well, that's true. Well, for, People are certainly assholes. Firstly,
1: let's just say, this is probably a stunt. This is a stunt Marvel's doing of to, course to it get is. readers. like, Let's well, be real, Cap's not going to be a bad guy, and de- certainly not for fucking Hydra.
2: Depending yeah, on so, how far you take it, I mean, within a month, it might continue, but, you know, within a year, ten years, it's obviously a stunt.
1: No, yeah, like, I, I would give this... Uh, Two or three issues before we figure out Maria Hill said something to him before uh, the fucking he went out to do whatever he's doing because, let's be real, he has had what sixty years, seventy years, seventy-five fighting Uh Hitler and Hydra and bad guys.
0: It's all a cover.
1: Yeah, what, yeah, what changed? You know, <laughs> it's
2: all
0: a cover. It's, it's the long game, sir. Yeah. It is the long yeah, game. You know,
1: that's the thing like what are, are people really forgetting that like all that shit happened because that's fucking canon because they go back and look at that stuff. So,
0: well, let's we're burying the lead here. Okay, let's yeah, just yeah, come yeah. right out with it then. At the end of this issue, like set up set up set up uh, Captain America's fighting Zemo. He's got a new team with him, uh, Jack Flag and I forgot the girl's name. Free, Free Spirit. Spirit, thank you. It's good um, to see Jack Flagg. I missed him. Always good to see Jack Flagg. But <laughs> nope. no, no. Uh, Cap is fucking playing.: Cap is fighting Zemo on a plane. Uh, Doctor Eric Selvig is there. This is th- coming off the heels of the Pleasant Hill stuff, where Baron Zemo uh, was sent to the Himalayas with Doctor Selvig uh, by Kobik, the living embodiment of the Cosmic Cube. Uh, Zemo has been trying to find it. Cap fights Zemo. And, uh, Jack Flag comes to help him. It looks like Cap is about to get fucking blown out of the, uh, blower out the airlock again. And Jack Flag jumps up, knocks out Zemo, and Cap says, you know, there's, there's this whole big throughout the book of, um you know, what it takes to be a hero and what makes a hero, and it's these little moments in between. It's very much like the Deadpool movie when Colossus is talking to him right before he kills Ajax. Um, you know, two or three moments, Deadpool. That's all it takes. Fucking shoots him in the face. Um, And Cap fucking pushes Jack Flag out of the plane as Zemo is knocked out and turns to Dr. Selvig and says, Hail Hydra. Yeah, I mean, so, you knew
1: something was up when he... Uh, he turns around. He's like, "Oh, hey, here's the doctor." And you see Cap go, Damn it Jack." And I'm like, "Oh no, yeah. you're, you're gonna, you're gonna do what I think you're gonna do. Fuck."
0: So Cap is, uh, Cap is apparently, and of course he's not. Of course he isn't. People, calm down. Honestly, really, calm the fuck down. But apparently, Cap is going to be uh, joining Hydra for a little while. Um,
2: That's just we- what happens when you get. 80 yeah. years taken off your age by a Cosmic Cube, you get a little a-
0: fucked up. Apparently, all old white men become fucking neo-Nazis at the end of the day. So, oh, I not that that's to what you and I have to look forward to. Um, so, Eventually, I become Superman. No, I'm not Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You were so close, Matt. So close. Um, so, yeah, I, in this book, there's a lot. Cap is trying to... You know, he's back. He's Captain America in a young body again with a new shield that apparently has a fucking heat metal cutty bit. Fucking lasers, man. (coughs) A laser, thank you. I went with heat metal cutty bit because I couldn't think of fucking And really,
2: what is a laser besides a heat
0: metal cutty (laughs) bit? Yeah, I
2: mean,
0: you were close, Dan. I mean, the layman term, you, you had it. This is why I am the host and you guys are the fucking eye candy. Um... Christ! So he's trying to stop this, this, uh, this drifter, this guy who is, who who had gotten into petty crimes and eventually fell in with Hydra, and you know the Red Skulls knew Hydra of him going to like these very underground uh, meetings and and talking with fucking neo-Nazi skinheads, and very, uh, and maybe this is just my own personal bias and whatever, but very much uh mirroring. Uh, America's political climate right now of build a wall, get out the fucking, you know, the very Donald Trump is what, um, the, what the Red Skull, it, it basically was just copying Trump speeches of, you know, get the immigrants out and they're taking our jobs and all this bullshit um, in a very conservative kind of thing. And uh, this guy, you know, pledges to it, fucking hail Hydra gets the big tattoo on his chest and Hydra tells him, well, you got to go be uh, a suicide bomber. And Cap tries to save this guy. Uh, the guy fucking blows the the blows himself up. He was going to drive a train into uh, Central Station in New York and fucking kill a bunch of people. Uh, doesn't happen. Uh, we see Cap talking to uh, Sharon Carter, who is much older now, um, which was throwing me for a little bit because I forgot she was older now, and I was like, "Why do they keep drawing? What the fuck is wrong with Sharon? No, like I don't everybody get it else either. looks fine, but why is she fucking old now? Like I forgot." Anyway, she's older now, so Cap and Sharon are talking, they meet with Maria Hill, and really, like all of this was just set up to get to the to the point of you know they're gonna go fight Zemo. Zemo is pissed at Red Skull for starting Hydra, Zemo believes Hydra is his, Red Skull believes Hydra is his Cap apparently believes Hydra is his I'm in I liked it, I thought it was good I don't think it. I, like, all the stuff that I was reading online was, you know, just, uh, was just, outrageous. you know, outrageous, yeah, like, outrageous shit. And if it's, if it's legit, like, if they're really going to go with Captain America as a Nazi. Yeah, because they're um, going to do that. Right. You know, like, if they're really going to go with that, then I'll be retroactively pissed in a few months. But right now, like, okay, let's see where this goes. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not interested, it,
1: man. It's it just seems like it's stunt and like
0: it was great. Well, we the, can only hope it's a
2: stunt. That's the worst yeah. part.
1: But, but, like I, I mean, at best, I feel it, it. It's a stunt. At worst, I feel like it's a really bad fucking idea. Like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, and to compare this to the last Steve Rogers Captain America book that came out, that was uh, you know uh Brew Bakers and like reintroducing Bucky and whatnot. It's nowhere near that level. Like nowhere near. And no offense to Nick Spencer or anything or Jesus Sayas. Nick Spencer the writer, Jesus Saez, the artwork. Um everything was written well, everything was drawn well. It was a good comic. It's just a shitty um,
1: idea for a story. I
0: yeah, like it, I
2: think it's doing its job. Everybody's talking about it. A lot of people are pissed off. It. Yeah. The funny and, thing and is
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: The funny thing is, before I read the book, the first thing I saw was a number of very condescending articles by some, probably some real asshole nerds, telling everybody to calm the hell down, Mm -hmm. that uh, this wasn't going to be a huge deal, Marvel couldn't possibly be this stupid. And then, after telling everybody to stop freaking out, only then did I start to see a few people maybe freaking out, so, you know, the way people pass off journalism today is just, like, sensationalized <laughs> media. Like, everybody's freaking out. We have the real answers. Everybody calm down. And then somebody's like, hey, this is weird. I don't know if I like
0: this. <laughs> it's uh, the kind of journalism we do here at geekade.com. Uh-huh. We do better than that. We don't have <laughs> do any we? clickbait. Uh, right, we we should, though. That's yeah. the Maybe that's the fucking problem. I don't know. So instead um, of the current title
2: will do something like you know
1: you'll never believe what happened
2: you never <laughs> believe what happened with these 10 mole men <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. yes it's perfect or see Kappa what the mole Nazi, man? Nazi mole man question mark question mark
2: uh, Kardashian I... dating mole man
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Yes. oh my god Matt you're coming up with too many titles man I can't keep up writing them down
2: tune in uh, to the paper was... cuts offshoot podcast mole man <laughs> <laughs> Just mole Every man. I don't, that's night. it. Mole man podcast. Every the, mole <laughs> the mole cast. The mole cast. Nothing
0: yeah. To so, do with skin
2: conditions. Go back to WebMD,
0: <laughs> where you will be convinced you are dead already. I'm reading this. I'm I, apparently I died years ago. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it was good. You know, I'll read the next issue. Like, like we. I think we all kind of feel the same. Like. Let's see where this goes. I, I don't think it's gonna be a huge deal. Um, it'll be it's interesting to see its, how yeah. this yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with uh with Civil War rapidly approaching. Oh shit, I didn't even think of that. So that'll be an interesting little wrinkle in this cap story, but uh, we might other have than to that,
2: deal with it through
0: civil war.
1: Oh, that's not fun. I'm uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I'm feeling now. I'm feeling anxious. I might have to poop.
2: Well, we can't have <laughs> two two caps on the same
0: side.
1: That's yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, that's is, a
0: fair this point. Is weird, fair point. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, it's it was a buy it for me. I mean, if it hasn't been spoiled for you already, you know, but like before you listen to this podcast, it, I managed to avoid spoilers, but that's because we are recording this the day after the book came out, so it's pretty easy to avoid the internet for a little while. But eventually, if you're listening to this on Monday when it hits, uh, when it hits the net. You probably already know at this point, so... Well, apparently everyone knows and is freaking out (laughs) and should calm down. (laughs) Like I said, I think it's a buy it for me. Um, I think there's enough here, and it was done well enough to to see where it's going. Matt, what do you think? Buy this or pass?
2: Oh, I know. You've already bought it once you're listening Mm. to this cast. Dean? I, I
1: wouldn't go pursuing this anymore. Personally, I wouldn't go pursuing this. I didn't find it particularly that interesting. Again, I feel like it's a stunt at best and a bad idea at worst. So um, I'm going to say uh, d- don't get it. Uh, that's that's just my opinion. I, I don't know. Maybe someone will like this.
0: Don't give in. <laughs> Alright, so Dean says Hail Hydra. Go ahead. Do it. Hail them. Hail them right now. Uh, uh, Hail them like a cab. <laughs> Our last book of the week. Was my most enjoyed book this week. Oh, me too, man. Scooby Doo Apocalypse Number One, or sorry, Scooby Apocalypse Number One. Those meddling teenagers and their mangy Great Dane. He's not really mangy, um, but their Great Dane, Scooby Doo. This was a fucking for real, serious, (laughs) serious take on Scooby Doo. Holy shit! They're there were so many more words in this book than I was expecting. Yeah, a lot I saved of words. this for last. I saved this for last, and I was like, all right, I got like seven minutes before we got to start recording. I'm oh, going to have to message everybody and tell them that I'm going to need like five more minutes because holy shit. Um, man, where do I even begin? So, All right. Daphne was a mainstream media reporter. Who left mainstream media and started a low-rated, as Fred says, Fred is her cameraman, uh, with a heart of a lion, but kind of doofy jockey at the same time. Oh, uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he says she, she's a, a low-rated cable TV host, and uh, apparently she has a show on the Knitting channel that Shaggy watches every now and again when he goes to visit his grandmother, uh, it is. It's called Mysterious Mysteries. I think she said, "Is not that the name of the show from Invaders?" Yeah, sure. Mysterious Mysteries. I think starring so. Daphne anyway, Blake. starring Daphne Blake. So Daphne is the host of this uh, the show. They apparently look to like uh, bust conspiracies and whatnot, and like show the real truth and get to like real big stories and whatnot. Uh, Velma is a scientist at this crazy fucking, like, military-industrial complex kind of thing. And uh, they are developing nanites that are going to uh, be released or have been released to the world at large. And the nanites are going to turn the world's population into docile slaves. And the four, we don't know who the four are, but the four, when they activate the nanites will then go into the safe room in this military place uh, and they will be unaffected, they will be able to rise up and take power. And Velma is it. Shaggy happens to work as a dog trainer at this facility and one of the things that this facility does as a, uh, a cover is they develop uh, smart dogs and apparently Scooby is a failed attempt at a smart dog. His his language uh, acquisition never progressed past toddler, which is why he can say things like rut row and pepperoni pizza. So that's why I'd we say could, it's like, a success. Yeah, I'm in. I want a fucking dog that can tell me he wants pepperoni pizza. Uh, they they are at like a, a pastiche of the Burning Man Festival. They call Did they call it like the Blazing Man yeah, Festival Blazing or Man some Festival. bullshit? Yeah. So play on the Burning Man Festival where uh, a bunch of dirty hippies go do dirty hippie things and Shaggy goes to they, Shaggy and Scooby go to order pizza they get like some organic tofu bullshit like gluten free pizza. Not nah, fucking pizza. Like you don't have a gluten. Sen- if you're listening to this podcast and you think you have a gluten sensitivity, you don't. Okay? Stop it. Fucking have some bread. Anyway. Um, they meet Shaggy and Scooby, like he has taken Scooby out of the complex, uh, even though he's not supposed to. He's just a dog trainer there. He doesn't have clearance to do that sort of stuff. Uh, and Velma has sent a note or a, had a phone call with Daphne, and she wants to expose what is happening at this giant, scary corporation. And uh, <laughs> while Fred and Daphne are waiting, uh, Fred has the camera ready to film the the interview, the interaction here. Uh, she, Velma pops up out of the ground, Fred yells, mold people, and fucking throws a camera at her face, and knocks her out for a couple minutes, which was fucking funny. I laughed pretty hard. Right, like, I laughed out loud. I literally LOL'd at that moment. Um, I mean, he fucking wings a camcorder at her head. It's gonna leave a mark. Point blank in the fucking temple, like, he could've killed her really could fred should be more careful nah, <laughs> i fred should be more stupid
2: i bet he concussed out of her the solution to saving
0: the world <laughs> he probably did the fucking dick that's gonna come around that's what you get for wearing a neckerchief you just you look like an asshole mm, true um <laughs> true story don't wear neckerchiefs you don't have a gluten sensitivity don't wear a fucking neckerchief two lessons from this episode so they go down into the, uh, into the complex, and uh, Velma is explaining the whole thing. Shaggy's like, ah, this is bullshit. I've been through every inch of this fucking place. Oh, what's this room over here? I've never been here. You know, top secret. They go down, and wouldn't you know, as they get into the safe room, boom, fucking all the doors shut, and the nanites have been activated. Even though it's only supposed to be the quote-unquote four that can activate the nanites... Uh, they've been activated somehow, and the gang is fucking wondering what's going on in the outside world because they're safe inside. And last page of the book, it is fucking apocalyptic demon shit just fucking happening. I
1: need to know what happens like ASAP, <laughs> this, bro.
0: This book was fucking great. It well, was they're they're awesome. classic monsters. Oh, it was so good. It's fucking lit, man. It was so, so good. I like I thought I was gonna like it. Like when I saw the first preview issue, we talked about it. We looked at it. We were like, I don't know, this could be really cool. Like Dean, I think you and me were into this. I think Evan was poo-pooing this a lot, and Matt, you were kinda on the fence. I wasn't like,
2: sure because I... it, it could obviously go either way. It could be a giant pile of shit or it could be amazing. And it turned out it's
0: pretty amazing. It was fucking awesome. Because they put
1: on their big boy pants.
0: <laughs> they really did. Like the, the and this I really think this was very true to Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, like, it, it still. Had I don't the think it really everything. strayed that far from the formula.
1: No, no, I don't believe so. Uh, but it's just it's very interesting because this is this is probably the most promising thing out of um, what DC's new initiative is. Is that they brought in all these Hanna Barbaric characters that aren't related to the DC Universe, money? This isn't gonna be canon. Just,
0: <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait. The next rebirth, the afterbirth, instead of fucking, instead of finding the comedian's thing, like Batman's gonna like bust open like the fucking dinosaur see. and he's gonna find uh, Scooby Doo's fucking power fucking thing. He's gonna find his collar tag. His, oh, he's gonna find the SD. Oh shit. That's happening. or he's going to find it, space uh, ghost's fucking gauntlet. It'll be like flashpoint. They'll call it dew point. <laughs> so, oh I, god, it'll just be a bunch of weathermen reporting the dew point. It'll be fucking That's that's terrible. Dope.
2: Let
1: that never happen. Anyway, the Scooby uh, dew point. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, I I think that what they're doing is very bold cuz they're using these properties that haven't been used in a long time or in this manner. So, I think there's a lot to gain out of it because it's a totally separate universe. You could do anything you want with it, which they've fucking proven. This is not the Scooby-Doo that we used to watch on TV or any fucking comic that I remember ever reading about Scooby-Doo.
0: No, certainly not. But God damn it, buy this book.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah buy this.
0: two copies of this book. This is a book you buy and like leave on a train. So that somebody else, like, discovers it and fucking throws it on out. the beach. Change your life. There you go. Fucking for real. No, don't do
1: that, guys. Um, what? They're made of paper. <laughs> they, they, will, they will surely not handle the beach mm.
0: well. <laughs> Buy an iPad. Get a digital copy.
1: Again, don't no, have your iPad on the beach. No,
0: don't put your mm. iPad on the beach. Okay. <laughs> Leave your iPad okay. on the train. Tear it apart.
2: Laminate each page. <laughs> staple it back together leave it on mm. the beach or a train
1: how about yes. we just tell people to share this book you know when people are asking what to read they tell them Scooby Doo Apocalypse or Scooby Apocalypse whatever the fuck this is Doo Apocalypse what is this called Scooby Apocalypse Do
0: point or, do, <laughs> po- do point number 1 Look, I, looking, yeah i don't that it's not called Scooby Doo Apocalypse that i don't like Scooby Apocalypse i don't i don't care for the title but <laughs>
2: It's forgivable. It's totally. I'm
0: going to say I'm sorry. I, oh, I was I, just going to say, I,
2: Dean is a contemporary of ours. He should know people don't share very well anymore.
0: That's true.
2: That's
1: yeah, true. Any, actually, I share a lot of things. So. You
2: share. You're a very giving person, mm. and
0: it's you're lovely. A generous fucker. Mm-hmm. I do like that about you. Anyway, um, the artwork was great. Howard Porter's great art. art is awesome. It's so good. I love Howard Porter's art. I'm happy to see him back. Um... The, the writing was uh, DeMatteis and Giffen, I believe. Um, what not you he, just call me? <laughs> isn't it J.M. DeMatteis and, De- and Giffen? Keith Giffen? Peter Griffin? Those, yeah, Peter Griffin. He wrote it. Um, they're fucking hysterical writers. The book, it was funny. It was interesting. It was my favorite book that I've read so far this week, by far. Like, it's not even close. Um, fucking buy this book, man. Matt? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Buy it. Bite two, laminate, I, leave I, on
2: beach. Laminate beach. If you're not near a beach, travel to a beach.
0: <laughs> There's not a world outside of the Northeast, right? Like, does everybody exists within our sphere of tri-state area?
2: Uh, I don't even understand the concept of a Northeast because I don't believe in anything outside of it. Well, well there you go.
0: Dean.
1: Uh, yeah, it. that's this is a fucking no-brainer, man. This is probably one... Oh, man, Rebirth was great, but this this was just such a surprise.
0: I was I thought I was gonna like it and I was still pleasantly surprised at how much I liked it. And I'm gonna even say that Evan wants you to buy this book too. Evan, we miss you, but god damn it, you would have loved this book too. I hope. We'll find He's out. He's just next sitting week. there in the dark right now. I you know. Just by the light of his phone, powering up his ISIS, man, fucking feeding those plus eggs. God damn it. Gotta love it. So <laughs> A really interesting week of books, man. I, Captain America, Pledge of Allegiance to Hydra, fucking Wally West is back. Superman is apparently back. The Comedian is fucking shit up in D.C. Nighthawk is violent as fuck. And Scooby Apocalypse was amazing. It
1: was fucking Doom.
0: I fucking love comic books, man. They mixed Doom and Scooby-Doo,
1: and fucking it worked.
0: And it worked somehow. God damn it. I love this medium. Scooby Apocalypse is exactly what, comic, what makes comic books fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's why this is such a wonderful fucking medium and why we talk about this shit every single week. So on that note, announcer guy, tell us a few things. Thank you, Dan! Attention listeners, did you know the Geekade crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geekade website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geekade by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Thanks again, announcer guy. And honestly, thank you for listening to the Paper Cuts podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you have a second after you're done listening to us, why don't you head on over to iTunes, leave us a five star review or five star rating and a review? It's the easiest way to get eyes and ears on the show, and it is absolutely free. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us an email that is mail at uh, geekade.com, right? I got that right this time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing pretty good on that. I haven't said geek life in fucking months. Um, mail at geekK.com If you want to just send us an email, we'll answer your questions on the show. So, or just say hi. You know, it's we like talking to people. Thanks, Matt. If you want to get a hold of us uh, individually on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me on either of those places. Uh, I am at dan. If you want to follow Dean on Twitter, you can follow him at?
1: Uh, Kimono underscore vestlord.
0: If you want to follow Matt, you can do that at... GeekAidMatt. And if you want to follow Evan, you can do that at GeekAid underscore Evan. Join us again next week as we dive head fucking first into Civil War number one and a bunch of DC rebirth because, God damn it, that's all we're going to be doing for the next couple of months. Until that time, for Evan Goldstein, for Matt Much, for Dean DeFalco, and for Dan Ryan, I am... Dan Ryan. Mole people. Mole people. Mole people, mole problems. God damn it, that was good, Matt.